0: So, John, I want to be honest with our listeners. This is our third episode of SETI BUNCO. Okay. And, and we, did fil- we did film, I'll say film because there's pictures, a first episode. And if you remember halfway through the first episode, uh, it caught fire and several children lost their lives. It was tragic. I don't want to talk about it. I, I can't, I, I'm still emotionally scarred by it. And... So if you, do, if you start a podcast at home, it's, it's good to do a practice run. And don't Don't have children around. But I think a few of those children were faking it. But anyway. You think they were faking that? Yes. It's the SETI BIMCO show with your hosts, John and Tim. This week, John gets top billing because it's John History Month. Anyway, this is the podcast, SETI BIMCO. My name's Tim.
1: And I'm John.
0: And it's, a, it's a podcast where we look back at high school calamities. We're going to interview a few people starting next week. In fact, I'm very excited. And when we're not interviewing yes. people, we're going to talk about some pop culture, usually albums and movies from our bygone era. And later this episode, we're going to talk about what, John, the movie you picked. We're going
1: to, yes, we're going to talk about Exorcist to the Heretic. Uh-huh. And if I may just interject here, Tim sure. today texted me laughing emoji how can we describe this movie in one sentence? And I said, I could describe it in one word. And that is why, as in, why was this film made?
0: Well, money, but Obviously. we'll get to that.
1: We'll get to that. How has the, your week gone since I last spoke uh, with you, Tim?
0: My week? Well, uh, up here, we're in two different geological places. I know you're up where, uh, I am in, what?
1: I'm in, I'm going to say I'm in Auburn, New York. That's fine. Which you're, is outside you're, of Syracuse.
0: You're in a recording studio in Auburn.
1: You're in if, a state of the art recording studio. I
0: don't know if you hear any piano on my end. I think next door, Billy Joel is working on some new songs. But can you hear that? Yeah, oh, no. no I, it's I cannot hear it.
1: I cannot Good. hear that. How is Billy doing these days? He's, uh, it's his bedtime, I think. That's why he's done playing. You know, I waited on him once in Provincetown <laughs> when he oh, was did. married to Christie Brinkley. I did. Huh? Very nice guy. Good tipper. When did you live there? I didn't know you lived there. Uh, The summer of 91. And I believe I saw you in that fall of 91 when I had just gotten back from Provincetown right before I moved to Raleigh.
0: Yeah, I think that's when we robbed the bank.
1: Right. And then we sort of uh, kind of lost contact for... (laughs) Well, we
0: had to. We didn't want to stay in one spot if we robbed the bank.
1: (laughs) Exactly. We had to get out of
0: the place that we will name one day. What I was saying was up here on Saturday. It was 60 degrees and nice out. So, and Omicron is like plummeting and we were able to get out and see some sunshine and it was so nice out. I was finally able to watch episodes of The Great Canal Journeys without wearing a sweater.
1: <laughs> it felt like you were actually on the canal because I'm assuming and, they do that during the summer.
0: And if, you've, if, it's, if it's your first episode listening, I've been watching Great Canal Journeys with, with Prunella Scales. Scales and her husband, Tim West, who are actors, John. This is synchronicity. Guess where they went to travel the canals this week? Oh, I wouldn't even begin to guess. Tim. Well, Did they go to synch- anywhere near synch- Bath? No, synchronicity, John. They went to. They went to Sting's house. Sweden, Sweden. Oh. <clears throat> and Sweden has big, big canals and big lakes. So, as I was saying, it's sad that Prunella and Tim are very old, and they they run their boats into other boats. They they run into bridges. Uh, you know, there was a big. ABBA swimming party. I think they ran down half the members of Baba.
1: Oh wow, it's great. Were they, were they in? Were they in Sweden though? Yeah, they they, they go there's around a huge canal in yeah. Sweden called the Yota Canal. They they ran to the actually boat. Actually not the entire length of it, but small segments of it. Oh man, and it I would... basically goes from yoteburg to Stockholm, incorporating lakes and mm-hmm. natural waterways, and they connect, which is would... basically what a canal was meant for. It was meant to connect. Natural waterways with man-made waterways to make the trip, in this case for commerce, go more quickly.
0: I would love to ride the canals. And as you can we'll see... Yeah, one
1: day we'll go to Sweden and ride the Jota Canal. I would.
0: You can see I got a haircut.
1: You did get a haircut. I am behind... I was saying how my only social life is going out and getting my haircut every three weeks. Followed up with lunch and a couple of beers at the Have you gone out pub. the whole
0: pandemic did you get your hair cut in public or did you know i had had my hair in a ponytail
1: yeah i went basically from march of 2020 i had i had an appointment to get my hair cut uh it was either two or three days after the lockdown started okay and that weekend i was supposed to go down to ithaca to go see howard jones remember the 80s musician
0: yeah uh he did a
1: lot of synth music well now he does those songs on the synthesizer he does them acoustically Really? I'm not supposed to go to that that Saturday. Lockdown started that Tuesday. Remind me of one of his and, songs,
0: just so I can remember. Howard Jones. Uh, I know I'm he sure had a
1: thing. Uh, uh, things Can Only Get Better. Ah, uh, yes. Life okay. in One Day, No One Ever Is to Blame. No one ever is well, to blame.
0: I don't remember that one, but I remember Howard Jones. Yes, I remember This is Howard your Jones.
1: producer, Ms.
0: Lee. You don't song. have a budget for licensing music. You cannot be singing Howard Jones songs. And forgive my singing.
1: Uh,
0: well, my wife has been cutting my hair the whole pandemic. That's what happened this weekend. She cut my hair.
1: Well, it looks and she very said, becoming.
0: She does a very good job. And she said the back of my head had two lumps, which... uh Oh, oh dear. <laughs> no, not not to worry about. She just said my head is shaped funny, which you know that's grounds for divorce. Uh, is it
1: really in New York State? I think you're <laughs> right. it's one of those old laws from like 1892, and they just never took no, it off the books.
0: That's a law from like that, and you na- can't
1: that, and you can't park your horse outside a supermarket.
0: 1982. I could have her declared a witch for. Talking about my head that way,
1: I do. have was uh, in the back of my head too. I think is that, isn't that some, have something to do with the endocrine gland? I don't know.
0: That's your extra brain chamber. If one gets too filled up with Abba facts, the other brain chamber can be used to uh, protect yourself against predators.
1: And you have two, and I only have one. Well, what <laughs> yes. does that tell you right there?
0: <laughs> Which reminds me, when you talked about Abba, mm-hmm. our, our producer Miss Lee, she was reminding me that you talked about there was a fishery a can fish cannery in Sweden called ABBA. And um, I I asked you did they have to sue each other and you kind of glazed over that and I was like why was there a fish cannery named ABBA and then a band named ABBA was there any problems? And
1: no and listening back to that don't apologize. Uh, that first episode I didn't I didn't get to, I didn't finish my thought on that. I had so many thoughts going through my head. I was trying to get a lot of information out in a limited amount of time knowing that we are we're on fire oh we we have a few time constraints (laughs) children were dying there there is a fish cannery called abba in sweden and abba were four very successful musicians in scandinavia and when they got together they went by their four names well that was a little long trying to fit all that on a record label i see yeah so the record company asked the public as part of a contest to rename the band
0: Oh, all right. I gotcha.
1: And so somebody came up with the name ABBA, which was the acronym of the first uh, letters of each name. They, oh, and really like, that's a great idea. That's fantastic. And, well, wait a second. We're going to have to talk to the fish cannery people. And the fish cannery people were fine with it. They just said, don't be like, like the Stones or the Who and, you know, be uh, in hotel rooms and get getting high. And, and
0: Yeah, killing band members and swimming pools. Keep your
1: pools. noses clean. Yes. Ex- ex- getting murdered <laughs> in swimming pools. Getting mur- of course, they didn't have a oh. drummer, per se, so I guess they didn't have that. John, issue. It,
0: it's a socialist, like, borderline communist country, so it's, it's fine. How was your week?
1: Very uneventful. Well, did it stay 22 uh, degrees up there? It's oh, been in the single wow. digits for the last two days. But okay. it's supposed to go back up to 50 by Thursday, which is the first day of my vacation. Basically, this week uh. has been gearing up for going on my six-day vacation well i'm not going anywhere i didn't want to make any plans yeah you didn't tell me i don't know who's going to fill in for you oh i'll i will still be here i okay. will still be here I, I will from my from my cabana in uh, cabo i will be broadcasting live right. yes i will make that sacrifice for my art i did have to explain to somebody today. Somebody was asking about favorite candy and I said, well, of course, my favorite candy is the crack of all candies, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup.
0: Okay, oh, I, mean, yeah. I just yes. think,
1: I think that's just the greatest candy. And somebody said, well, I don't really like chocolate and peanut butter together. Oh, my God. And I said, well, see, that was the selling point of the commercial <laughs> in the 70s. Do did you, you s- remember? Did you slap during... them? <laughs> No, I didn't slap them because I understand people don't like certain tastes um but i said you know that was i think that was the point they were trying to get across in the commercials in the 70s because do you remember the reese's peanut butter cup commercial in the 70s Tim yeah oh where yeah. it would be one person walking down the street <laughs> with a candy bar and one person walking down the street with a jar of peanut butter yeah, like yeah. you do i know like you do and they would collide well. the chocolate would go into the jar of peanut butter and the one person would say hey you got peanut butter on my chocolate, and the other person would say you got chocolate on my peanut butter, and then they both take a bite at the same yes. time and discover.
0: Well, John, in the seventies, so, everybody was high, so they were just walking around with open jars of peanut butter. Peanut butter.
1: Well, or... I remember my mother sending me out, going, "You go out; it's a nice day. Play with Here's your jar, jar of peanut, peanut, peanut butter, so you don't have to come home for lunch." They had jars of everything. Jars of go. mayonnaise. All I will say to this day, if you've ever been a poor college student a starving actor, a starving artist. Oh, yeah. I always keep a, a jar of, of peanut money. butter and I always keep a couple cans of tuna.
0: No, saltine crackers, John.
1: And you will never go hungry.
0: But yes, everybody was high in the 70s. Walking down the street with an open jar of mayonnaise. Another guy's walking down the street with a hot
1: dog. They run into each yes. other. <laughs> they run into each, <laughs> each other and go, hey, you got hot dog in my mayonnaise. Yes. You got mayonnaise I'm my, my hot dog. They're like, ah, this isn't so hot. No.
0: Well, what kind of candy did they like? Did, did they tell you? Or did I miss that? Uh,
1: you know what? After did that, I, 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 kind of, I find myself, I kind of tune out lately. I just sort of like, oh, I give my two cents worth, and then they stop talking about me. Well, it. yeah. It's like, I really don't care. Those people, you're not talking to... about me anymore. It's not about me anymore. <laughs> I just tune out. If a person doesn't like chocolate and peanut
0: butter, you have to cut those people out of your life. They're like... uh the barnacles on a boat you have to cut off so that you can, you can succeed. I don't the
1: barnacles <laughs> in my life, yes. What is wrong with you?
0: So we'll move on to this movie that John wanted to watch, which I admit I never saw.
1: I was going to ask you 2. if you've ever seen it.
0: I think it was on TV when I was young, and and I actually thought, this looks pretty terrible after 20 minutes. And it was edited.
1: <laughs> and it's no better in the... And you were right. And as I was watching it again, I sort of thought, why did I pick this movie? Because there is just, first of all, so much going on in it. Well, listen. There is so much going on in it. I will say it had a
0: lot of pretty good special effects. He put money into a lot of, you know, nice photography of that locust, which we saw an hour of flying, I
1: think. He did a lot of good special effects. Was that a biblical reference? I don't know.
0: Oh well let's well you you give your one are you going to give your one sentence synopsis of this movie before we start talking
1: well i think we have to set up and we don't want to get too much into the original film well but you set it up a little why and this may this may this may answer the question of why this film was made and i am not going to say probably i am not going to say perhaps i can say with confidence that the exorcist is the greatest horror film ever made
0: probably Maybe no, that there's no or probably
1: Tim, there's no probably, there's no perhaps <laughs> it is the greatest. This was so huge. I know Rosemary's baby. Rosemary's oh. baby would be a close, close a second. Yes. Mm-hmm. Rosemary's baby would be a close second. But when you add in those, the special effects they used in the first movie, mm-hmm. even though it was a different director, right? The, the bed and the, and getting pulled against the wall and slammed up against this. There was a lot more action in The Exorcist than there was Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby is oh, yeah. an excellent film, excellent mm-hmm. film, fantastic story, based on a novel by Ira Levin. This is the original Exorcist was based on a novel by William Peter Blatty.
0: Yes, because he
1: fought the to Exorcist have... in 1973. In 1973. Made $165 million. Do you know how many movie tickets you had to sell in mm-hmm. 1973 to make $165 million? And it cost it like th- how- $3 to go to the movies back then, Yeah, sadly. So it was like, why did this? Well, they wanted to make some money. And they got an excellent cast for it, Richard Burton. He he needed to pay for his divorce from uh, Elizabeth Which Taylor. Which one is this? The, the, the second, second divorce. The, yes, second divorce. <laughs> the second divorce from... from and but you know that's okay because sometimes if you talk to an artist or an actor or some creative person, they say, "Oh, I would never, or I have n- never sold out my art or my craft for any amount of money." To which I respond, "They just haven't written you a big enough check yet." There's right, nothing right. wrong with making a few dollars. No, no. Do, do you agree, Tim? Here's nothing I, wrong with making some money off of your. I agree. Your
0: talent. I uh, for those at home who don't know, I've drawn comic books and i've done some books i didn't care to do because well i had to pay the rent you got to eat
1: guys yes. got to eat Yep, and you, sometimes you want more than peanut butter and tuna fish
0: <laughs> right peanut butter and uh, chocolate but, uh,
1: and chocolate or mayonnaise <laughs> or whatever but anyway <laughs> ellen Burstyn, who played chris the mother in the original movie wanted nothing to do with it no nope. linda Smart blair did woman.
0: not want to wear the makeup again
1: She refused to wear wear the makeup makeup again. They had had to use a double. They had to use a double to put the makeup on her.
0: They refused permission to film at any of the original sites. You know, the staircase, everything that had to be built.
1: Because of the the notoriety of the original film?
0: I don't know. I just read that that they were refused all this, you know. It's a pain to let... I don't know if that was a real house they filmed at. But I know people who in the city have allowed their house to be used for filming. And afterwards, they're like, well, they broke everything. I mean, they paid use my house, but
1: <laughs> I have heard that too.
0: Everything I've was also there
1: Don't let your house <laughs> out to the president or the vice president, <laughs> because the, like all those people coming in and out, the Secret Service, the aides, the staff. Your, your house, house will- is tra- Your house is trash. So they don't yes. let them make a movie in it. Don't let an elected official stay in your house. Is what I've be, heard. It'll be bugged forever, and it'll be bugged forever. Yes. And so, well, I guess we'll just get but- into. The film. Yeah. Do you want to get into the film, or is there anything well, you wanted to add to?
0: No, no. I just wanted to to say the stars: Linda Blair. She's in this. They don't explain a lot at the beginning of the film, but she seems to be in an institute that is helping young people. She's being helped by a psychiatrist or psychologist. I forget which, and a priest. Again, this movie is very unclear. A priest is sent to investigate her case. Is that what you say was happening? And, and this movie kind of sets up a contest between religion and science because... Exactly. The, the psychologist played by um, Louise Louis Fletcher. Louise Fletcher. Yes. She, uh, she unfortunately always seems to play these roles of a very, you know, it's not a good depiction of professional woman. And I feel bad for her. She later went on, I don't know, Are you, you're not a Trekkie, are you?
1: Is it a Trekkie uh, or a Trekker?
0: Well, I don't care, but... okay. <laughs> Because I have the
1: the actual the correct term is Trekker, and that if you call them Trekkies, they get very offended. I don't don't know.
0: I like Star Trek. Okay, you don't don't care.
1: care. That's what I like to hear, Tim.
0: But on the show Deep Space Nine, she plays actually a religious Vedic who of a of a part of her religion that worships uh, a wormhole, and she kind of plays the opposite character where she believes in the gods and is at odds with Starfleet who believe in science. So she played a reoccurring role through that whole show, but she also. Mm Again, she played a bit of a, a villain, in a way. But anyway.
1: Well, and, and just on Louise Fletcher, and not to spend too much time on her, but she, if anybody is trying to picture her face in their head, Louise Fletcher won the Academy Award for Best Actress, playing Nurse Ratchet mm-hmm. in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Right. And that was sort of the pinnacle of her career. I personally thought she did this movie... She did a film version of Flowers in the Attic, which was this trashy novel that came out in the late 70s. Right, every teenager ever read. She's made some very poor career choices, I feel. Well, if you see her in Star Trek, I, she did a good job there. But Oh, I'm sure she did. Oh, She's a wonderful actress. I'm not mm-hmm. saying anything about her acting ability. Her acting ability right. has always been top form. She just picks lousy material or somebody's picking lousy material right. for her. So, but you were talking about, like, you had a hard time figuring out, like, how the the setup of this movie was. Because it almost seems like this movie is trying to undo or contradict the first movie. It was... And basically why Father Lamont is coming, the Richard Burton character is coming up. He has been down in South America performing an exorcism. Right. On a girl who claims that she can heal the sick. Max von Sydow great Swedish actor, while we're talking about Sweden, played mm-hmm. Father Marin in the original film. Father Marin, spoil alert, dies of a heart attack in the first yes. film. So the premise of Richard Burton coming up to the United States from South America is that the church wants, well, they say they want an investigation of the events that led up to Marin's death. But what they want to do is they want to keep it under wraps. They don't want this getting out. It, it was just unclear what, Linda Blair was up to she was
0: tap dancing was she tap dancing the first time we saw her the second time but and I was like what are you doing
1: it was very (laughs) surreal I think I can use that word with confidence
0: right because she was tap dancing later and I figured out oh this is part of this school or institute because I saw the other children in the audience and I realized oh they're putting on a show the kids are doing the show doesn't have much to do with the plot
1: yeah well the thing about this film was some of it was present time, some of it was flashback, and some of it was hallucination. Yes. And it's very difficult to keep track of what is what in this movie.
0: Because they wanted to use some leftover film from the first movie is what was happening.
1: And hence Max von Sydow being in the movie. Right. They have him in the credits, and the acting credits, but he's only in the one scene. Right. And that could have been, as you said, that could have been filmed in the first movie. Mm-hmm. I think it was. Uh, maybe it was and um yeah and it was just really strange did you notice though they call it the exorcist too but there is not an exorcism in the there's no huh? exorcism in this movie well
0: the the, the woman at the beginning and and where are they are they in africa the woman who gets set on in fire the beginning
1: they in south america they go south to america later
0: okay mm-hmm. i think he was exercising her but she burst into flames again unclear
1: well, and see, this is where I get confused about the movie because I got reading about it, and Borman wanted to have a more positive film yes. than the original. Not I hard. Had a difficult time. <laughs> so basically, what it was was this girl claimed she could use her powers to heal the sick. But it was unclear did she get the powers from Satan, or did she have the powers? Mm-hmm. And then Satan tried to take control of her powers. I was unclear on that. Yes, it's like with um, Reagan when she's in wait in the waiting room, waiting to. I guess she's waiting to talk to the doctor, Louis Fletcher, uh, Doctor Tuscan. and she. There's an autistic child who doesn't speak in, who doesn't speak. That's Dana and Plato. Star- it was. I was going to. Oh, you knew. I was going to ask <laughs> Dana Plato you know from little girl. With different strokes. Different strokes. What you talking about with us? Well, and again, this is the confusing part about it. So, these people had these powers, and using them for good, or did Satan give them the powers, and they chose to use them the good, use them for good? And Satan was thinking, "Oh no, we can't have any of that. Using it for good."
0: But they, but this doctor created this this lamp, the type of lamp that doesn't work right. It just flickers on and off, and it needs a lampshade. You know <laughs> what I'm talking about? And leather straps that go over your head.
1: The and because she doesn't want the priest talking to reagan but the, it was just but they lamp. can exchange brain waves but it was a lamp a lamp that, that blinked lights not not all the special effects were a, were a home run in this movie we can we, no In in general they were very good well when could that have worked, could have worked when, could have worked on the synchronizer a little more when that man fell off the cliff i was like wow you spent a lot of
0: money we saw him fall from above we saw him fall from the side do you remember in africa if it was you remember a very slow
1: fall wasn't it, it was a yes. like fall already
0: that led to something that was kind of pretty common back then when the priest richard burton a white man as most of you know he shows up where this african man fell and they're like yeah he fell we can't find his body we don't know we climb these cliffs all the time we can't find his body and 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 uh, richard burton's like okay i'll climb down these cliffs uh, I look like I do this all the time. Uh, and he climbs down the cliff. and He's like, well, here's the body. I'm a white man. I showed you how to find this body. Here it is. And they're all freaked out that they found the body. <laughs> it's easy to point yeah, these I- things out that things age badly. But that was, there was a lot of that in this film where they went to find James Earl Jones. And like, he had the answers for them. Well, kind of. I still don't know what his answer was. But he was creating locusts with good wings to rub the wings of the bad locusts. But I'm getting ahead of myself.
1: Well, no, you're not really getting ahead of yourself because this is sort of this is how this movie is that you're bouncing back and forth. Uh, uh, Kokumo, is that how you pronounce the name The the character James Earl Jones played? I believe As a so. young boy he has healing powers, mm-hmm. but the locuses took him over. But I really like um, the,
0: the shot where they were flying the plane with Ned Beatty. Again, another good effect, and these yes. they're spraying. Uh, ddt and it sprays in the windshield like blood then after the it uh, comes out the windshield they're in well they're in a different place they're kind of in a dream i think that's where richard burton ends up in a dream and has to walk on nails to yes. Talk to james Earl jones
1: yes and again it, it, that's where it gets so confusing it's like is this actually happening is this a hallucination is this the flashback
0: well that I was a dream but
1: know. but i don't know that how was he, a dream
0: yeah i don't know how he got to the, the professor's office who was he i don't know what he was a scientist who was working on the locus anyway
1: yeah, I'm thinking there were a lot of scenes that were cut in this film. I'm sure there were probably scenes filmed that actually kind of made that a more natural progression, but probably just wound up. But if I can back,
0: back up to the beginning, when the priest first meets Linda Blair, she drew a crazy okay. picture of the priest on fire. And he's like, look at this picture she drew of me. And the nurse is like, yeah, she's really good. huh?" I'm like, no, I'm on fire. <laughs> I'm on fire. That's <laughs> not right. It's not that's even not good. He runs fire to the basement. Bad. He runs right past, I, I backed up the film, he runs right past a fire extinguisher to the fire, starts beating on it with a, uh, I think it's a crutch, and he spreads it everywhere until Louise, mm-hmm. <laughs> Louise Fletcher goes over and uh, gets the fire extinguisher. Anyway, Regan Go seems ahead. to live in a penthouse. Again, I'm, not, I'm unsure. Do you remember the first movie? Is her family super rich? Because in her this movie, an actress. Okay, she lives in a very nice penthouse, which I read is actually the top of the Warner Brothers building, because, again, they couldn't get permission to film where they wanted to. So they filmed on top of the Warner Brothers office because she lives, which was the studio that produced mm-hmm. the film. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Because her balcony had big gaps where you could like walk off the edge of the building, if you noticed, which she almost did. But exactly. uh, no <laughs> balcony would look like that.
1: No, I know no balcony you'd let a child on for sure. No.
0: Well, hey, she's an adult. She, she must have been, she looked like an adult. 16, 16.
1: Yeah. My, my, at 15, 16, I shouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't have been let on balconies. No, I, they didn't trust me <laughs> No. I would, have done some, I would have done something crazy.
0: Were you walking around with open cans of peanut butter on balconies?
1: I was walking around with open <laughs> cans of peanut butter and or mayonnaise, depending on what I had my hands on. You know, uh, seeing somebody at the, on the street with a bar of chocolate falling <laughs> off the, the balcony, landing on them. And then I said, hey, you got chocolate in my peanut butter. I forgot how bad this movie was. And I just well, want to kind of back up here because I hadn't seen the original Exorcist until I was about 19 years old. Okay. I, uh, I probably me people. too. Well, we, were, we were seven when this movie came out. There was no way they were going to take us to see. No. the At least my parents wouldn't have. I'm sure, no, your parents wouldn't have, Tim. No. Although I'm but. sure there were some parents out there who did take their kids
0: to Well. Well, listen, listen I, I started buying comic books in fifth grade, and I went to a rummage sale, and I found a comic called Son of Satan, published by Marvel. Believe it or not, there was a comic called Son of Satan. Back in those days, you had to get a script out every month for a book. And one of the scripts for Son of Satan, and the book is what you, what it sounds like. It's a man who's the son of Satan. And they basically took the script of The Exorcist and did it in that comic book. And I remember reading that and it was a pretty good artist gene colon and he was he did the whole thing where the man was possessed by son of satan's father and he was tearing at his flesh on his face and i remember being a bit creeped out by that as a fifth grader so i kind of read the exorcist in comic book form in fifth grade and it freaked me out and you're about to say something
1: i'm about to say something because i don't want to talk over you that's fine but, tim you said the son of satan's father would yeah. the son of satan's father be satan
0: yeah yeah that's why i was <laughs>
1: okay there i just wanted to be clear on that
0: <laughs> i thought that was obvious
1: it's like the father of the son of godzilla <laughs> son of satan's father godzilla i'm sorry
0: It's how my brain works yeah I, I i of course didn't see this till i was it was probably on tv i don't know how much they edited out of the exorcist on tv
1: probably a lot. I hadn't seen I hadn't seen this until I was and I saw it on VHS. And even though I could not go and see the movie as we were saying before because we were 7 years old and our parents were actually responsible and wouldn't have taken us to a movie like The Exorcist. You were aware of The Exorcist. Yes. Whether it be a comic book about the son of Satan or a parody on Saturday night live. Yes. It was in the This is how big this film was that it was just in the collective consciousness uh it was in pop culture even if you've never seen the movie you know about the exorcist you know about the pea green soup vomit you know about and i'm guessing that that's why they said well we have to make a sequel and it was a business decision i'm sure but again back to my initial question why well just because you can doesn't mean you should right i agree And they tried to make
0: the ending, this action chase scene, which it was like a train versus an airplane. And they did a nice nice special effects with the airplane again. In the the sky, I'm saying. It was like a 10-second shot. They were in a... I forget who was on what. She was on a train with the priest who seemed possessed by the devil, maybe. And Louise Fletcher was in in an airplane. They still arrived in Washington at that house about the same time. (laughs) Maybe a few minutes difference. They fought for the taxi. I was watching. I was like, people don't Actually, I always fight for the taxi. There's usually someone there to line you up in this movie. It was like a, almost a brawl to get the taxi. Poor taxi driver! I think he died getting to that house, and they he didn't. Did. They, they didn't give a damn. Or did Did they show him dead? Did I look away?
1: Because I was no, he watching. Did. Yeah, he. Did. I, don't, well, I don't know. if they, No, he died. He was dead. Okay, because I. He thought He was dead. Yeah, they, they he did. was not walk away from it, but they walked away no problem.
0: Well, somewhat.
1: <laughs> well, other than one caught on again,
0: another one caught on fire. They spent. Yeah, a lot of money destroying that house, that set. None of the neighbors the locuses, noticed. It. Yes, the locuses again. Again, it could have been, it could have been a different movie if they weren't so obsessed with recreating the first movie because they had to get back to that house, back to that bedroom, back to that bed.
1: Why not just make a movie about that and don't even bother calling it Exorcist Two? Just like make an entirely different yeah. movie. she could have had
0: an army of possessed kids in that school. I think that would have been much more exciting.
1: That that would have been, it would have been a great film. They'd be teaching it in universities right now.
0: Are you going to talk about your connection to exorcisms or not? Yes,
1: I am. And you can, you can change the name. I'm just not going to mention the name. Okay. Which means I can't, which means I can't use the nickname that we came up with him as kids,
0: is that litigious? was the name. Be.
1: It could be, and I'm going to say it right now, Tim. I'm going to give you a little bit of a space here, so it'll be easier to edit out. His name was Father. Le- we called him Father Labor. You can probably say that, but I don't know. You you decide. Eh, I don't know because when I was looking him up on on Google, cool. okay, it came up about the sexual accusations okay so if, we can you, if you were a, if you were a victim of the priest uh you know if you were a victim of sexual abuse from father so what are we going to call contact him? this law firm maybe our producer
0: has an idea do you have an idea what to call this priest
1: this is your producer miss sleep figure this out on your own someone got hot dog in my jar of mayonnaise and it tastes great i would say father x okay Like Planet X. All right, we don't have a we don't have a name for it. We'll come up with it later.
0: Father X. I'm not editing it in later. Editing it in later.
1: Um, Well, yeah. So I found. So as I said, we had this very boring priest. Okay. And I would have had. I would have had. I would have had. I don't know if I would have had respect for him, but I would have. Having known his entire resume, I may have looked at him in a different light. Well, John, let's back up. Why do you know this?
0: This. So wh- who are we talking about, uh, and why do you know this priest?
1: Okay, we're talking about a priest who was at. You don't have to name the school, but you. A local, be. a local, Catholic church. Uh, I had a great aunt from Park Slope. She came from a very wealthy family in Park Slope, and she went to this church. So when I would go visit her, I would have to go to mass with her on Sunday. And this priest was the pastor, the, the head priest of, of this particular church. But that was not his full resume. His, he was also the, not just any, but the lead exorcist for the Archdiocese of New York. Okay. I didn't even know there was such a thing. I didn't either. I'm I fascinated. I did not know either. I did not know either. Well, fasten your seatbelts. Fast forward to about 1991, and I don't recall seeing this, but it was on 2020. They actually filmed an exorcism that he performed in Mm -hmm. a was it live? Was it a psychiatric hospital in in Louisiana? This will be a sad story, I'm sure. Well, I'm not going to get into that, but anyway, they, they filmed him doing the exorcism with the total blessing of the archdiocese. I said, sure, yeah, go ahead, because you know I'm sure 2020 ABC made a pretty good chunk of change. They'll 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 treat it with respect. Yes. <laughs> well there was a lot of backlash on it. And I personally yes. feel rightfully so. That yeah. was not I don't think that was the most appropriate thing to the film. I I call into I would call into question the ethics of the Archdiocese. I would call right. to the I would call into question the ethics of ABC News to actually air yeah. this. Again, the old ad is just because you can doesn't mean you should.
0: He walked in there with an open jar of peanut butter and but uh, it was she, peanut she, butter. she had a little girl they were
1: performing at the bar of chocolate
0: and yes. trying to stick these jokes and, in here.
1: Yes. And then, yes, because we need more jokes. <laughs> than this. So, yeah. So he was the lead exorcist for I will talk about, though, you know how we're talking about these embarrassing moments from oh. being raised. I'll remind you that. Did but you, but he was your was he your teacher? I mean, you met him. He was a religion teacher. This is what I'm getting to. Okay. He was a religion teacher at the Catholic high school. I went for my freshman year the year before I moved to our little town. Okay. And met you the next year in sophomore year. All right. I interrupted you. Sorry. So we we were coming out of we were we were in the locker room and we were getting change out of our gym clothes back into our school uniforms to go to our next class. And there was always it was always a rush to get changed and He comes barging into the locker room, the religion teacher, why the religion teacher is doing this, Mm -hmm. I have no clue, and yells at the top of his lungs, you all smell like cattle. You all better take showers before you get out of this locker room. You are not going back into the school smelling like a bunch of cattle." And he stood there and watched us all shower. Yikes. Was there a time I thought was, was very creepy? Yeah hey, why is the religion teacher mm-hmm. monitoring the showers in the locker room and watching a shower room full of 15, 16, and 17-year-old boys showered? Right. Oh. Yeah. And then you know, going through and Googling him and you know finding this piece that ABC News did and then going down three items and, oh, yeah, by the way, if you were a victim of sexual abuse from father, contact yes. this law firm. Which is why I'm not mentioning his name because yeah, I don't. I know. He is no longer with us. He is long gone. Oh, okay. Uh, so you do not to worry. In Af- maybe in Africa, uh, fighting locusts. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I thought you meant he died.
1: No, that's what I mean. He's yes. he's no longer with us. So I don't think you have to worry. But I don't have to worry anyth- about anything. I know, but unless his children I also are don't there. want to publicize. No, unless his his (laughs) children are out there oh my gosh (laughs) his secret life now now we're now we're just writing a lifetime movie
0: no i wish i'd watched that special in preparation for this but it's probably sad right i think i saw a clip of it and am i right in assuming the girl the girl being exercised seemed like she might have been mentally handicapped
1: yeah, I yeah. think it might have been. And so maybe and that kinda of, this kind of ties back to you were talking about the battle between faith and science in Exorcist too. Right. In the beginning of the movie, Reagan has no recollection, the Linda Blair character has no recollection of the events of the Exorcist.
0: Oh, supposedly. But in one scene when the when Dana Plato says, Why are you in here? She just says, Oh, I used to be possessed by
1: a demon. And I was
0: like, Wait, you, you don't remember this. You're not supposed to remember
1: it. Or somebody's told her enough times. I don't know. <laughs> Or she's having a hallucination, or. But that but was also. Oh. Louise Fletcher, Dr. Tuscan is convinced that, no, she's just had a mental breakdown. I, yes. I think any of us would. Yeah. She was probably and playing Mazes and Monsters too much. Mazes and Monsters Callback. too much. <laughs> Callback. Mazes and Monsters. She was playing Mazes and Monsters way too much. That's, that's That was it. Check
0: out episode two, yeah. listeners.
1: Go back to episode two. <laughs> I actually winced more at this movie than I winced at Mazes and Monsters, but I have seen this. But I have seen Exorcist Two on heretic Exorcist Two: The Heretic. Now, have you seen... times oh. on VHS? Because as I was saying earlier, I didn't get to see the original Exorcist until I saw it on VHS when I was about nineteen, which would have been twelve years later after the movie came out. I'd seen the original Exorcist on VHS. I was in the video store. So, oh, Exorcist 2, The Heretic. The first movie was awesome. And I thought, well, how can you go wrong with the sequel? So I rented it. And then a few years after that, a bunch of other friends had rented it. And I watched it again. And then, like, the Uh. third time, I was out at a party or a gathering. I don't know if it was a party. It was a get-together. And this was down in Raleigh and, and, and they had exorcist to the heretic. And I said, Oh, I've seen that movie a few times. And then they played it and then got mad at me. Yeah. Why didn't you, how can you, how can you like this movie? And I said, I never said I liked it. Well, you've seen it three or four times. I was like, well, yeah, I wind up coming to these things and it keeps turning up like herpes.
0: John, (laughs) you said, why did John leave the room with a jar of peanut butter and come back two hours later?
1: (laughs) Why didn't you warn us? exactly why didn't you warn us and I guess if I were in their shoes I'd be mad at me too okay now now that you you put it that way Tim (laughs) you're absolutely right I am a terrible terrible person
0: isn't isn't uh, Blue Velvet a classic film don't you think Blue Velvet by uh, David Lynch yes don't you consider that I when I was first in New York I went to a I did more running I do more biking now I used to do more Mm. running, and I did a New Year's midnight run where you run around Central Park. So I did that. You start the run at midnight. I was younger, went to a party. One of the people I knew, we went back to where he lived, which was down the street from the Dakotas. And what they had was like four of us. They had a projection TV and all these movies. And uh, they were like, what should we watch? And I said, oh, they got Blue Velvet. And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, you never saw Blue Velvet? They're like, no. (sighs) So we watched Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. And then they're like, Why did you tell us to watch this terrible movie? What what was that about? (laughs) how could four people how could four people stare at me with my jar of peanut butter and be like, What
1: are you talking about? And then they throw all I can (laughs) say is Tim, maybe you should be more selective of who you hang out with.
0: Throw the chocolate at me. Yeah, I never saw those people again. I
1: <laughs> I'm really reevaluating our relationship here because you. How do they not like Blue Velvet? I mean, you'd think at least one or two of
0: them. Yes. Like it. Anyway, no, that's a rivet
1: one. What I should have done with the VHS so, tape of Exorcist to and the Heretic was I should have ripped it out of the person's hand before they put it in the player. Just ripped out all the tape out of the cartridge, <laughs> just you know, and destroyed it, and say, "I have done you the biggest favor of your life." Did you lose those friends? Were they acting friends? I don't know if they were so much friends as they were co-workers. Uh, and I was coworkers. working in the restaurant business at the time. You know, it was one of those things where I, I, you've never waited tables, but anybody who's ever waited tables, and you get out of work at 10, 11, sometimes midnight if you've had a closing shift. Right. And you're wide awake and it's a Friday night and you mm-hmm. go and you have some beers or maybe smoke a couple joints. and Because mm-hmm. you're in college and, and you put in, you let people put in vhs copies of exorcist to the heretic because your judgment is off because you're tired right. and you're drunk and you're stoned and... so no i wouldn't sure. say they were fr- I, I was very fond of them they were very nice people but they were more co-workers than true coworkers are a different breed yeah yeah it's like well when you sign your yearbook we'll be friends forever <laughs> lifelong friends and i'm and i look at it and i think i don't remember who this person is
0: co-workers are uh they never work out. At my first job in New York City in an office at art it was art graphic arts related. my first mm-hmm. week there, you know I was doing what other people told me to do because I was new, I was at the bottom of the the rung, and this guy he came around one day he's like, "You know that project we're working on. Can you give me all the information you have on it? I need all that information You have a server that most people know today. You just drop it in a folder." Like Sure. That's I got to do what I'm told. Here's all the information on this project. Next day, he's not at work. People are running around like uh, their pants are on fire. And they eventually get to me and they're like, did you talk to Mr. Jones? I'll just call Mr. Jones yesterday. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He asked for all the information on this project. Like, he got a Mm. job. He got a job elsewhere. And he just stole all the information on our project, which he's going to take to the competing graphic arts studio it was pharmaceutical advertising oh. by the way which is big money but you know i i felt bad but also i'm like i'm new here i'm just doing what i'm told but they were like he he went into people's computers who weren't there and took their stuff it, i wasn't like the worst case but
1: so this is like corporate espionage
0: yeah so wow
1: did it ever happen to mr jones did he get oh. do
0: you think he
1: I, did he get punished for it did i don't know what
0: happened to any of those people that's that's like they came and went uh people that there was one day a woman came in to substitute she went into the office down the hall from me uh, that this man worked in it was his office but if you go on vacation and they have a lot of work they'll hire a substitute they come into the office and she eventually came out of the office i heard her talk to the it man she's like can you help me? I keep trying to open up work files, but all I'm getting is porn. Porn here. Mm. There's porn in this file. (laughs) There's porn films in that file.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the art world, man. What you call porn, we consider art. (laughs) No, that's porn. You're right. That's porn. (laughs) And one day
0: they just came in and like walked the whole IT department out because they had been buying equipment for themselves using the corporate credit card so it's like uh, pharmaceutical. this was a real shady company you worked for well it's pharmaceutical advertising which is millions of dollars spent on a logo alone so you know i printed my portfolio there for free and i went and erased the records because back then you needed physical physical pieces of artwork to show other people to get jobs Ah. So no. anyway, I don't mention their name, though.
1: Don't mention oh, their no. name. Now, was this at the World Trade Center? Was that? Was no, that no, I never, no, this, oh, I never worked there, no. I don't know why I thought you worked at the World Trade Center. Maybe that was somebody else. I had friends
0: there who, they lived, they, they did fall out of their chair when the plane hit. They're like, uh, what happened? Why did I fall out of my chair? But they got well, out. The
1: plane just hit the building, good.
0: Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a great place to work. But let's get back to anyway. You you didn't you had religious classes with the top exorcists.
1: With well, the top exorcist. The York. York. He watched, he, and he watched. us all take a shower after gym class. Okay. Basically, it was just the story, Tim. I'm just curious what I, his class I wish was could like. Milk that out more.
0: He didn't. He didn't have any What's, like like. Uh, he just had the regular religious class. Nothing special.
1: Yeah, he just he read out of a te- the catechism. You know, right. we're going to burn right. in hell. Basically, everything you're going to burn in hell for. Okay. Well, it's I didn't know if like he was you. a fun guy
0: no because we had a priest no. and, and it's I, when
1: hence his nickname i mentioned his nickname <laughs> earlier oh man no no he was not a barrel all well
0: laps. of course he's bored teaching you he's exercising demons i mean his life the rest of his life is exciting and amazing when we were in grade school catholic school our priest he at least was fun except except he was the one i don't know if they did this to you he he handed out your report card And you would walk up to the desk and he would look at your report card while everybody else is sitting quietly looking at you. And he'd be like, what's happened here? This isn't a good grade. And you're like stand up there sweating in front of everybody because he's basically shaming you. And then someone else goes up and, you know, he's like, Oh, nice grades for whatever. And (laughs) that was my (laughs) nightmare every, I think that was three times a year, four times a year. I forget. But, uh,
1: oh no! We we had the priest who, and this was a different priest. We had the priest who would actually read the grades out. Oh, really? To the whole the priest class. Priest, to the whole class. Wow! And then get to like, and I hate to say the stupid kid, but it was the stupid kid, and say you know, it'd be like D in this, D in that, D in that, but a B in a religion, and that's the grade that matters.
0: Wow! We got we got off the track here. Richard Burton is a priest. We, I,
1: I guess I guess he.
0: We should say it's, val- it's Valentine's Day, and I'm here filming my podcast, so my wife is packing a uh, suitcase, and uh, tomorrow I'll be single.
1: I was just going to say, is she leaving you? <laughs> She's leaving you. I talking to you is more important. More important than your marriage. Well, Tim, that is the nicest thing you've ever said to me. But, but we I don't know. I should have gotten did, you something for Valentine's, at least. We did forget. I it. mean, since I broke up your marriage. <laughs> did you watch The Exorcist 3? I did not because I, I hear did it's not better. because I think you know I saw the Exorcist, which I love, then I saw the Exorcist 2, and then I thought, well, do I really need to see Exorcist three? Now, ah uh,
0: I haven't seen the third one, but people seem to like that. I can assume. Well, Exorcist two, they took they took Louise Fletcher's light bulb machine, they took it to a hotel of ill repute, from what I can tell, and they left it there. So, who knows what happened? When is
1: what happened? The door is wide open. (laughs) That machine, those flashing lights. (laughs) Some transient person. Some transient person run into the room the next night. Yes. Some transient person who had. you You keep calling it the light bulb machine, Tim. Please use the correct term. What is it? Synchronizer. Synchronizer. Synchronizer.
0: All right. Some transient came in the next day with his jar of peanut butter.
1: I want to, from the bottom of my heart, sincerely apologize for forcing you to watch this film. I (laughs) knew it was a bad film, but I didn't realize how bad. And I'm going to be quite honest with you. I'm getting one of those little headaches above my eye. Oh, no. Just because there's so much going on in this movie. You you got that one extra
0: brain chamber you can put that information back there and I've got, well, see, you know, I've got the two
1: like you. I know. <laughs> see, maybe that's why, maybe that's why you're handling it better than I.
0: All right, John, I've enjoyed right, talk, talking about this movie. I guess I'm picking, Oh, well actually next week we're going to have a guest. I'm not going to say who in case this person drops out as people sometimes do, but we're going to interview them about their high school experience. This has been SETI BIMCO, and you can send us emails if you have anything to say to SETIBIMCO at gmail.com. It's spelled SETI BIMCO with an E after the O. I don't know why we did that. You can follow us on Twitter at SETI BIM. It's S E D D Y B I M. And I finally got an Instagram. We got an Instagram. Yay! Which is SETI underscore BIMCO. S-E-D-D-Y underscore B-I-M-C-O. The C stands for communist.
1: C stands for communist. The O stands for operative. The S
0: stands, thank stands you, com- for...
1: <laughs> thank you, comrade.
0: S stands for synchronizer. I got that now.
1: The S stands for <laughs> Stalin. <laughs> the E stands I, for everybody give up your money. I want to reshoot
0: uh, the scene where they are actually using the synchronizer and the priest... We'll Have a jar of peanut butter and Linda Blair will have a chocolate bar in her hand. I'm just gonna edit, then, cut what they're holding in their hands,
1: and then suddenly they will have those weird, they're cutting the close ups back and forth, and then suddenly at the end, they're both holding Reese's peanut butter cups <laughs> and get the Reese's peanut butter cup people to place pay for the product placement.
0: Which here we're done
1: with the episode, but that reminds me the doctor louis
0: fletcher was having a hard time using the synchronizer and the the priest again richard burton he's just like give me that thing i know yeah, how to use thing. this and he straps on the leather strap on his head yeah there was a leather strap you put on your head also with these blinking lights he was an expert at using the synchronizer he was an
1: expert yeah. at finding dead bodies that fell off cliffs he was an expert yeah. at um Getting well into contact with people who spontaneously <laughs> spontaneously combusted right
0: Sati is a podcast by Tim Hamilton and John Kelly. Produced by Miss Lee. Music by Tim Hamilton. This has been a Pity Party
1: Line production. Party line. It's a party line.